0: You're listening to Letters to Jaleesa, Compassion Without Compromise podcast. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back. I'm super excited about today's episode. Oh my goodness. But before we, we even get into it, you know I have to thank you all for your support and for helping me stay consistent, like not just with content, but the fact that every time I open up a letter... And I see that you all have questions in regards to the Bible and scripture. It just gets me excited because that means that I'm going to be more consistent in reading. So, yes, I just thank you so much. Okay, thank you so, so much for everything. I feel it. I feel it. And I love it. I love this for me. Um, Today's episode is titled Young Christian and Dating. Yes, I am super excited because people ask me privately about relationships and dating and all of that stuff, but no one's written a letter yet about this. So yes, without further ado, I know, I know I'm waiting and y'all waiting (laughs) without further ado. Let's get into episode number eight. All right, so today's episode reads, Hey Jalisa, I need your advice on dating while young as a Christian. I think the hardest part is knowing if someone is who God wants you to be with. I've been talking to this guy for five months now. He said he's spiritual, but he doesn't go to church or read his Bible. He said that his parents are Christian and he was raised in the church, but now he's finding his own route. When I bring up God or prayer, he seems turned off by the whole idea of religion. I really like him, but I don't know if that'll get in the way of our relationship progressing. What should I do? You need to get into your word. That's what you should do. Um, You have to be very careful when you're dealing with dating. And it really just depends on how you want to go about it. First off, you know how I'm going to go about it. I'm going to give you scripture. I'm also going to let you get in my business a little bit because uh, apparently the girlies and the guys have been saying that it's been helping so that's what i'm gonna do first we're gonna start off with second timothy chapter 2 verse 22 okay this is in the new living translation it says run from anything that stimulates youthful lust instead pursue righteous living faithfulness love and peace enjoy the companionship of those who call on the lord with pure hearts so what are your intentions with dating this guy? Are you just dating because you're you're single and you're tired of being single? Or are you dating because you want to get married? Because see, for me, I've never dated or been in a relationship with anyone I could not see myself marrying. As a young Christian woman, I had standards beyond appearance, okay? So... I have this list that I wrote down, and I'm not sure if this is the complete list, but this is all I could think of right now because when I was single, I wrote out a list of things that I wanted in a guy, like for a potential partner, and these were like my, without a doubt, you have to have these things at the very least. I said, he has to know God of heaven. Um, He has to believe that Jesus is his Lord and Savior and I separated these two things because sometimes people believe in God but they don't believe in Jesus and I just want to make sure that when I'm praying with someone and they're praying for me that we're mutually praying to the same God if that makes sense like we're two or more gathered he is in our presence and I believe that and so I want to make sure that if you and I are going to be bonded we're going to be bonded through Christ if anything um I also had that he has to be willing to pray because you know some people be gatekeeping with their prayer and it's like no because there will be times in my journey with god where i'm not going to be able to find my strength i'll literally have a mustard seed of faith just a little bit and i'm going to want somebody who can support me in that way and if you're not going to pray for me then you got to go um i also had he has to be a leader he has to love family he has to want kids and he has to believe in marriage because some guys like the idea of being married but have no intentions of staying strong through the journey. So it's like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna marry her. I'm gonna give her a ring. I'm gonna I'm be, be that guy, right? Like I'm gonna have this cute little girl on my arm and it's gonna be all cute and ribbons and bows, but I'm not gonna do her right. I'm not gonna live right by her. And I don't have any sort of principles or fundamental beliefs that are going to carry me when things get hard I just know how to dip and that's what I'm going to practice and you don't want anyone who isn't for you and isn't going to remain faithful to you okay also I knew that I wanted a marriage that has God all up in it okay I don't want to feel like I'm the only one praying when things get tough and I, I want my faith to be supported When you're young and feeling alone, sometimes you rush things like you you want things to work out with someone because maybe like their vibe is like super good. And you're like, oh, no, like I can't I can't get rid of this vibe. Like I have to we have to keep this up. And I understand what that's like, because I was single for a long time. Okay, all of my friends were in relationships and I had moments where I was so eager to be taken already. But I never wanted it at the expense of my standards. So I had a huge crush on this guy in college, okay? And he was in my class or whatever. So I had to make sure that I didn't just like him because I saw him often. You know, proximity. Sometimes when you're around something a lot or you see someone a lot, you start to like them because you see them often. It's just, it's it's psychology, okay? Um, but anyways... I had one of my friends find out if he was Christian, because again, that was number one for me. Um, And so she came back and she told me that he was actually agnostic. And for those of you all who don't know what that means, according to the Oxford language, that is a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence or nature of God or of anything beyond material phenomena. Yeah. Yeah. It's a person who claims neither faith nor disbelief in God. So even though he wasn't an atheist, right? That means that he still had some sort of belief in God. He also wasn't going to be able to help me grow spiritually in the way I felt would best suit me. So I never took things any further than him just being a boy in my class. And later on, we became friends, but... I just knew that where I was in my relationship with God, and even in my mindset of knowing that I only wanted to date people I could see myself marrying, I I wasn't even gonna get my feelings involved in that because all it was gonna do was hurt my little feelings, and why would I do that to myself? Come with me to Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen, and this is in the Amplified version. You know, I'm switching on my versions every now and again to help y'all out because. We have to hear things from a different point of view, or we have to hear things said so many ways for it to click. And for me, it's changing up my versions. Okay, so it says uh, the Second Corinthians chapter six verse fourteen: Do not be unequally bound together with unbelievers. Do not make mismatched alliances with them, inconsistent with your faith. It doesn't say you can't be friends with a non-believer, but if you are wanting this person to be your lover, you all will be unequally yoked and it doesn't work. Someone is gonna end up having to compromise their views or their faith. And usually it's the person who believes, not the non-believer. And in the Message Bible, it puts it like this. It says, don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong?" That's not partnership, that's war. So unless he is willing to learn with you or rededicate his life to Christ, you gotta friend zone him. And it's hard, but it's possible. Because again, I've been there before. Like I oh boy from my class is not the only person that did not align with my my faith. I've actually tried to make it work with someone who was Christian. Like this guy actually went to church. But he had no desires to build beyond that. It was like, well, I've been baptized, so I'm straight. But he didn't want to pray. He was judging me for, he was judging me real hard for this. He was judging me hard for waiting until marriage. And it was a whole thing. And there wasn't any peace in that situation. So I cut him off. But God gave me someone better each time. With each guy that I was interested in, if he did not have those fundamental things that I felt like would be best for me, knowing what I'm going to bring to the table as a wife, I had to, I had to cut those people off and God brought someone better and better and better and more fulfilling each time in Genesis chapter two, verse 18. It says, now the Lord God said it is not good or beneficial for the man to be alone i will make him a helper one who balances him a counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him this is what god said when he saw that adam was lonely and then he created eve so there's no way that i knowing this would settle for someone who does not who does not Feed me spiritually who does not boost me spiritually someone who I cannot rely on in that kind of way because it's not going to work and the reason why I also say that you need to pray is because sometimes someone might come into your life who is lost in their faith and God might be like hey like you know talk to him a little more like show him who I am be be that girl Okay, and you can do that or you could be that guy. You can you can do that for that person who is struggling in their faith, but trying to fall in love and be with that person before they find Christ is really hard and it's really draining. And sometimes you might find that instead of being confrontational, because who wants to force God down someone's throat? instead of being confrontational, you'd rather compromise. You'd rather not talk about it. Or, you know, you might find yourself not wanting to pray around this person or not wanting to talk about God as much in conversation or when you all are studying together or whatever it is that you're going through, you're not going to want to bring God into it. You're going to, you're going to worship God in private and that's not what he wants. That's not what you should be doing. Just at, at, just to be in a relationship like no god will make that person who is suitable and complimentary for you for you someone who balances you for my ladies a man will come to you with what you need and together you both will grow and figure out each other's ones in genesis chapter 2 verse 24, it says that a man will leave his mother and his father to join his wife and together they will become one flesh. Let the man you allow to pursue you be a man who you wouldn't mind becoming one with. Never compromise your beliefs. And for my young Christian men out there, get your relationship right with God first. So that when you are looking for your wife, you find a woman worth leaving your parents for someone you can trust to hold the fort down in your absence because he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor and approval from the Lord. And that's Proverbs eighteen twenty-two. When you get a chance, write a list of qualities you want in a partner, non-tangible qualities. So take away wealth because together y'all can get there y'all can build that monetary wealth is not equal to or greater than spiritual wealth take out looks that no that's that's not it because sometimes you get blindsided by beauty you get blindsided by charm so take that out also the bible says in proverbs 31 30 that charm is deceptive and beauty does not last but a woman who fears the lord will be greatly praised Search for qualities God says a man or a woman should have and add that into your list. So while you're dating, keep those qualities in mind and pray over it. Also, multi-date, okay? And stay prayerful. Some people play the waiting game. And they play it so well and don't mind dressing the part until your guard is down. And you don't want someone who's going to be like, oh, like, I see that she's this Christian girl and she wants all of these things from a man, like, don't even share with your potential suitors what it is that you want in a man, because some people will study that list and become that list until they can't no more. And you'll be so far into it and your feelings that it'll be hard to let go. You also don't want to find yourself in that kind of situation. So don't share the list with those guys, but make sure that you remember that list. And these are non-negotiable things. If you know that you want a man who loves the Lord, who loves his family, who wants kids, don't try to be in a relationship with a guy who... Loves the Lord but doesn't want kids because it's going to be hard and you don't want to have to convince anybody of that. You want someone who you're not going to have to fight, you're not going to have to be at war with. I'm going to leave y'all with this scripture right here. This is in Amos chapter 3, verse 3. It says, Can two people walk together without agreeing to meet? In the message Bible, it says, Do two people walk hand in hand if they aren't going to the same place? If you are trying to build with someone who's going left and you're trying to go right, you are going to be playing tug of war. A relationship should never have to be that. Y'all are walking together hand in hand towards God, towards righteousness, towards whatever goals that you all set together beyond the flesh, okay? You all are trying to build that one, that unity, that union that it is that, that is spoken about in the Bible, but if y'all are headed in two different directions spiritually, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be, it's gonna be rougher to get through. It's never worked out for me. And I don't know anyone who it's worked out for. But if it is important to you that he is equally yoked to you, if it is important to you that he have a relationship with God, if it is important to you that this man be a man of virtue, then you shouldn't try to convince yourself otherwise. There's no point in doing that. There's no point in disregarding what it is that you truly desire in a man that's non-negotiable. To be young, to be Christian, and to be dating is hard. It's tough, especially if you're doing it like if if you're super into your word, like, oh my goodness, you start seeing all these red flags and people that you really want to make it work with. But don't be afraid to let go either and believe that God will show you somebody and bring somebody better each time. You said that the hardest part is knowing if if that's the person that God wants from you, but it's not hard when you're prayerful and when you're in your word, you start to see things in people and you start to hear things a little clearer from God and there's like a peace over you when you're making the right decision okay let us pray dear heavenly father I thank you so much for this letter and for this person and for all that you do for us each and every day for giving us a new day to rejoice and be glad in for your protection your peace your love your mercy your favor over our lives dear God I ask that you bless this person Give them a sound mind. Give them a heart of peace. And allow them to be still during this journey. As they start dating new people, may you bring them wonderful Christian men who will love them as Christ loved the church. Who will help them build their relationship with you. Who will come already whole so that they don't have to fix them. Because we are not fixer-uppers. We believe in men who will come ready, to take on a woman of virtue, not a man who will break us down. I pray, dear God, that you hold hold this person up. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In Jesus' my name we pray, amen. I hope that I helped you in some kind of way. Give me a follow-up. If you if you want to send in another email, letting me know how things go further down the line, what you decided to do, whatever it is. I am here to pray for you and to be here for you and advise you in the best way that I can. Um, I'm no professional, but I do know a thing or two about the Bible and I have my own experiences this is episode number eight of Letters to Jaleesa, Compassion Without Compromise podcast. If you have any situations or topics you need advice on, send a letter to letters to Jaleesa at gmail.com. That's letters, T O J E L I S S A, at gmail.com, and I'll respond on my podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm out.